0: Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and this, Limearita.
1: I'm Alicia Herder,
0: And I'm Tara Keck. And it's summertime.
1: If you like Limearitas, and getting burnt by the sun. Oh no. Oh no. You love a COVID pandemic. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't know the rest of this song.
0: <laughs> I'm never meeting up with you.
1: You're a gross friend. It's like Yeah. Ew. <laughs> On today's episode, bones—not the TV show, which is in the news—and a spell to finally forgive yourself. About time! Oh my <laughs> god, been holding on to this guilt for so long. Let's get rid of it. But I like it. It's like an old friend. It's
0: my entire personality it's, is built on this. Basically, cutting off my
1: left arm, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> There's bones in there. <laughs> <There's> bones. <laughs> <laughs> What review do we have today? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay, I want to read Mm -hmm. two reviews, actually. (gasps) One by Nanette BF and one by Barstow75. And they say, glitter star, sprout, diamond, flying money, diamond, glitter sprout. No, sprout and then the glitter star. (laughs) But they, oh my gosh, they saw our emojis spell and they put it for us and I blessed them. And also Barstow75 said, love it, best show ever. And then they gave us a book suggestion, which they said was 5-Minute Crystal Ball. But Mama is 10-Minute Crystal Ball because I Googled it. And that's, uh, there's no book called that. But you know what? I looked it up and it looks great. It's sold out at most locations. But they said that it's great for developing intuition and it looks pretty good.
1: Ooh, Yeah, but that 5-Minutes really would have gotten me, though. I'd be <laughs> like, I'd buy a book if, like, in 5-Minutes I could do whatever I want with a Crystal Ball. Mm-hmm. Sure. 10-Minutes, though?
0: That's, like...
1: Commitment, you know?
0: That is longer than most of the Instagram lives I'm gonna watch. That's like
1: a Duolingo lesson, and that owl is not happy with me right now.
0: <laughs> He's got your fucking number. He's
1: like at my house with a knife okay. at my window. Okay. <laughs> Por qué? ¿Dónde está Espanol? <laughs> no, that was incorrect, but almost correct. I'm learning.
0: But yeah, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I came back from a vacation. We were on like a lazy river in Vermont, which was Mm. so nice. But the last time I was on a lazy river was in Wisconsin. And so there were a bunch of like trees and it was fun, but it was hot. But you got drunk. So that was great. This one had no trees. Oh, no. And no cloud coverage. So we just baked. For three hours. Hang on,
0: show me your legs. Are you really brown it. on the top and really white on the bottom? Kinda.
1: <laughs> At one point there was a very clear line. Oh, I
0: gorgeous. To... That's like summertime vibes right there.
1: Summertime sadness right some
0: <laughs> Fucking mad summer boy. We
1: got oof. Ooh, 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 we hot. But Vermont was really pretty and we went for Marcel's 30th birthday weekend. Oh he had a great time and now he's an old man oh wow yeah
0: can he still get it up yes not that old not that old cut that
1: marcel no he'll
0: want it (laughs) how are you doing i'm doing good so i would like to feature my new friend i don't know if they're actually my friend but i did engage on instagram with this person so her name is Ashe, the storyteller. You can find her on Instagram at The Ashe Shop. She's a highly researched storyteller and intuitive tarot card reader. She has a master's degree in psychology. Hell yeah, women with degrees. I know, I right. love that. Yes. So I came across her on Instagram. She has a really impressive book club. So she has this eclectic selection of books for sale on her website. And a good portion of the books she covers are on Yorubin and other West African stories. But on her Instagram, she also has book highlight sections that feature works on numerology, sabbats, and santeria. She sells ingredients for spiritual baths, bundles, and candles. The fucking candles are beautiful. <gasps> really? They're gorgeous. They look like gold encrusted. They're phenomenal. She also has a ton of videos and other resources on her website. And she has a YouTube channel, which is... Also, the SJ shop. Not to mention her Instagram is extremely visually dynamic, which adds to the power of the story she tells. She says that she's first and foremost a storyteller. And I just wanted to like read the little message that She had, so she says, I really just love telling stories of our history and indigenous past. Many people don't know, but there are homosexual and trans Orishas and indigenous deities. Many of the problems faced by the LGBTQ community are rooted in these histories. And I believe that the solution to many of the problems we face today can be uncovered by learning about who we are and where we are from. And she says that it is her mission to help people become the leaders of their life journey by helping them to connect with their roots. So the thing that really drew me to her not only because she has like this really gorgeous Instagram where she just like tells stories and it's like this selection isn't like a part of my personal culture, but like so many of the stories can be like, I feel like very easily empathize with mm-hmm. because it feels very much like across the world. There are these like archetypal stories, super colorful. They have amazing drawings, but also she has like this refreshing, like straightforward and generous way of like approaching these Instagram videos that she does. So you can book her pretty easily online online. But also she has a tip jar, which I feel like if you watch any of her videos, you should go to her tip jar on Instagram and just like drop a few bucks in there. Because it's like she's just so generous with all of her resources. It's like she made like this really fucking cool money jar. We love money jars, which yes. How do I describe this? It's like she was just like. Yeah, I always, like, add a little bit of extra honey because, yeah, yeah, you need it. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I always like to put a little bit of extra, like, rosemary in there because it's like, this is what we try trying to attract. And I was like, you, you could be my friend. <laughs> I'm You're so, so d- smart. So she has a Venmo and a Cash App, so there's really no reason not to drop her a few dollars. And... um She has an event, which will be passed by the time this drops. I'm going to put it on the Instagram anyway, where she's hosting a meet and greet in New York at Union Square Park on Tuesday, July 21st. And again, this is the Ashe shop on Instagram. Okay. And you'll find a link on our Instagram to her work. A-S-H-E shop? Yes. Perfect. But besides that, I'm doing really good. Yeah, I'm just like really pumped to talk about this super icky yucky topic I didn't expect it
1: to be so gross Mm. Mm -mm -mm. and then I was like you know what bones are gross (laughs) have you seen them (laughs) why did I not think it would be gross okay so we're gonna talk about bones and not the tv show which
0: have you ever seen bones the tv show I haven't I've seen the commercials it has a woman right I think that's Grey's Anatomy no there's a dark-haired woman that's also Grey's Anatomy. Shit!
1: <laughs> Fuck. I actually haven't seen Bones either, so. so.
0: then we have to do a watch
1: party. <laughs> I put you on blast, but I don't know what
0: it is. <laughs> I this is what she does. She redirects. Oops. I'm so good at zip, zap, zop. <laughs> yeah, I definitely going into this didn't know what necessarily to research. So I just like typed Bones Witchcraft into the the goog the goog mm-hmm. and um was just like viciously confronted <laughs> with the reality of bones yeah i don't know about in your section but in the section that i wrote on our google doc i tried to replace everything with, that was icky and yucky with names like my little friend or like the goo stuff Ooh, i'm so excited so i'm ready all right tara so
1: what's a bone
0: well lives inside you it's inside you all the time. But okay, question number one. <laughs> Already starting the questions. Is it living? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're alive. What? Bones are alive. What? So <laughs> I have some go facts. Home. I have to go. Home. I need <sighs> to go to the nurse's office. Ew. Okay. So fact one. Do you remember invertebrates? Yes. Their whole deal is that they do not have bones. No bones in those motherfuckers. No bones. Like a uh, Harry Potter's arm yes the second
1: book it's like
0: yeah 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 yep. exactly like that so like bugs jellyfish colossal squid have you seen those giant things no bones in those they're as big as boats It makes no sense fact two then there are the vertebrates
1: mm-hmm. and
0: these goons got fucking bones and the big ones that they care about are the backbone whether or not you have a backbone is like the vertebrate part of the invertebrate or the vertebrate.
1: Mm, very important.
0: Bones are alive when they are inside of you. They make the shit for your body. I could not find a way to describe this with topics like my little friend. So there's like layers and bones, right? There's layers and bones. No. Already I'm lost. There's the outside. Okay. 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 The outside, outside of, the of the bone is the thing that connects you to your person. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, it like holds on to you and keeps you strong. The milk, I guess, and then there's the second layer, which is the hard part of the bone,
1: okay. and then inside
0: that is a spongy part. <gasps> Ew. Yeah, yeah, getting gross. in Like the- a household dish sponge, or like coral, <laughs> <laughs> like a brain coral. Ew. Okay. And then inside that is a little cavity where the red friends hang out and are born. What are red friends? What does that mean? Blood. Oh, okay. That's where the blood cells are
1: made. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Blood. Don't throw up. I'm sorry. I'm not going to throw up. I just thought there was something else living <laughs> there in the was bones. was
0: another man in there. <laughs> I was about to be like, what the hell? So when you're a human baby, you're born with 300 bones and some cartilage. As you grow, your bones fuse together to make 206 bones. If you are over 25, I'm sorry, you're done growing. You, le- you, you lose, lose bones. 94 bones? You, you, they become super bones. Okay. 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 So this led me down a rabbit hole. Which was, uh, for onesies, about cartilage. Yes. Sharks and rays have skeletons that are made entirely out of cartilage, which apparently doesn't fossilize well. So, you know, like those big things that are like, you'll see in Florida that are like the big shark mouths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cartilage, not bone, motherfucker. Don't use it for witchcraft. Well, I mean, I we mean didn't, yes. that, today's episode is not about cartilage, so we're not going <laughs> to tell you how to use it. So the stuff that makes up like your nose and ears, mm-hmm. also cartilage. It doesn't fossilize well. How many skeletons do you see walking around with ears? Good point. Zero. None. Goodbye. None. Okay. So if you find a bone in the woods or on the beach, what do we do with these things?
1: Okay. So first, find a bone. But before you take a bone off of a dead carcass or whatever, you fucking psychopath, you need to ask permission. You
0: fucking serial killer in the making. I
1: don't know why you're doing this. What's up, Ted Bundy? Go home. Oh my god! Just keep studying law. You'll be a great professor. One day, you need to ask permission through a prayer to that animal and make sure that you receive the permission needed. So you pray to these animal bones and then ominous lightning strikes in the distance and you leave that shit alone. (laughs) But if it's like, you know, a nice breeze, it doesn't seem like anything dangerous or uncomfortable is happening, then you can proceed and take the bones from wherever you found them. Some like little kids, like,
0: please don't, that's my dog. You're just. (laughs) You hit her with a car. Why are you taking her teeth? Why are you in my backyard? (laughs) How did you get your SUV through our fence?
1: (laughs) Okay, so if you want to just find bones in the wild, and you've received permission. What do you do now?
0: Well, I think that maybe you should think about why you want these bones. Why are you think Like you so should...
1: bad. Why do you want these so bad? What is
0: wrong with... Why is your mouth watering? <laughs> okay. Well, then after that, after you've been to therapy and you come back to the bones. <laughs> <laughs> and you
1: pray again, just to make sure.
0: <laughs> you really have to fucking clean these things. Like people don't clean them. It's fucking gross and <gasps> weird. And I'm going to teach you how. Ew. I know. Okay okay these are the things you're gonna need you're gonna need your specimen the bones the bones or the things that come with the bones okay you're gonna need a plastic container a series of plastic containers you're gonna need hydrogen peroxide you're gonna need dish soap you're gonna need gloves you're gonna need time you're probably gonna need some like a candle you just to like pray to for forgiveness. And then you need some Pepto Bismarck because you're not feeling so good right now. So these plastic containers, like their time as Tupperware is now over. Oh, yeah. After this, it's done. So <laughs> no more fucking pepperonis. Or, like, <laughs> no more lean cuisine in that motherfucker. Ooh. And also I'm like, you have to have an appropriate size Tupperware for the animal that you have. So if you're cu- grabbing a little coyote... That little six quart container not going to cover it, my dude. But the Chinese restaurant gives me so many. <laughs> so the first part of this is decomposition. Okay. Okay. So I've like never seen a dead thing and been like, I'm going to do something with that thing. Yeah. I see dead things and I like cry. I get really, a, I say I'm sorry. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. To dead things. So if you see a dead thing that's like not entirely bones yet... There's three ways you can handle it. The first one is just like a natural send off. A Viking funeral. So it's going to be ugly and it's going to be stinky and it's going to attract other animals. So you need to find a place to put these little guys where they're not going to be a disruption to you or your neighbors and also attract coyotes. Because you don't have Tupperware big enough for those coyotes you're going to have to fend off. You need to cage these dearly departed creatures so big animals can't get to them. While still making sure that like those good invertebrates that we talked about earlier and bacteria can do the thing that the planet needs from them, which is give them their wonderful life dust. Okay. You can also bury it and mark where you buried it so you don't lose it. Like treasure. Yeah, like treasure. Mm -hmm. So bury it deep enough that like a cat's not going to come dig it up. But then also, also like those little invertebrates that are in the ground can munch on those goodies. And then natural methods can usually take like weeks and then maybe even up to a few months so depending on your climate if you're in Siberia like I think you're gonna be there a while yeah it'll just freeze over right yeah and it'll just be like you know they find little girls on Mount Everest that have been there for thousands of years have you ever seen those pictures no it's like little girls sent up to the top of Mount Everest as tribute to some god and it looks like she's just like she's just sitting there waiting for something to happen (laughs) yeah but she's like three thousand years old also like mountain witch style this situation mm-hmm. where you take your little friend and you turn him into bones faster with your will and i will never be able to tell you how to do that okay with nye ew i'm not i'm not gonna you need to google that yourself okay or you can just like fucking leave the damn thing there and then like go to the beach and find some shells because like, they're the bones of the sea <laughs> you do so easy you don't need this thing that you found Ugh. leave it in the street okay so the casual boner ooh this is what i'm calling her that i got this list from really advocated for allowing these friends to like naturally return to the earth because it just seems like more eco-friendly and it's better for like your ecosystem as a whole Mm -hmm. when you collect the bones you like really fucking need to wear gloves and you need to wear a mask or a bandana or a respirator because these guys give Guess what i'm already wearing a mask yeah it's like welcome to 2020 hell yeah time to get some bones You are all are primed. (laughs) But I guess these guys like give off like airborne particles, which can like really make you sick. So it's definitely not some poopery or some perfume, Mm. Kay Kardashian perfume that you need to be spritzing on yourself. So you now have bones and that's exciting so depending on the specimen sometimes there's gonna be like fur or like other shit left over which is super yucky sometimes that's like easy to pick off with just like a quick soak with soap and water and like tweezers but other times you need to opt for maceration which means you're gonna put the whole fucking thing into a trash bin Mm -hmm. you're gonna fill it with water put your little friend in there and then it's gonna make fucking bacteria death soup that you're gonna leave for several months (gasps) months yeah this is like a long process my city life can't accommodate Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. this kind of behavior. No matter what, by now you have some bones. Mm-hmm. And just because you're dead doesn't mean you don't have an oily T-zone. So you got to degrease these guys. You're going to throw your now... Greasy
1: in life, greasy in death.
0: <laughs> Shouldn't have been eating all that pizza late at night. Oops. So you're going to throw your now kind of clean bones into a Tupperware with dish soap and water for a week or two. You'll see that there's like this grease accumulating at the top. And like the picture that I saw... The water is like pretty blue. So I'm thinking like you don't want to sleep on this soap. Like I would really be generous with the soap. Mm, okay. Here's going to like scrape that off. And apparently for the next process, which is whitening and sanitizing, you don't want to bleach or boil the bones because they can really damage them sometimes like immediately. Okay. So this source said to just like throw those bony bitches in like a 50-50 solution of hydrogen peroxide and water and like cover it, but like not airtight. Mm-hmm. And then just like let them sit for another week. This is just a lot of like hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. And then apparently they should be like pearly, white, and gorgeous after that. And it sounds like to me that like if you're going to go through this whole process of like killing your brother in the woods and then like macerating him and like leaving like animals out to and then like putting them in in the soapy solution, probably gonna be like six months of work.
1: This sounds like you'd get caught.
0: Um, how? DNA has gone. I washed it. (laughs) He's missing. He's, yeah, went to Florida. As they all do, eventually. But I like just like can't see myself doing this.
1: Let me tell you how else you can ascertain bones that isn't going into the wild and being a mad woman with a machete. Oh, God.
0: Mountain witches. Mountain
1: witches. You could go to the Bone Room, which is a website with the fucking scariest bones you could ever think of. Ah! It says a human skull is worth $2,000. You could buy
0: a human skull. Are you legally allowed to do that on the internet?
1: You are, except (laughs) they cannot ship any human bones to Georgia, Tennessee, or Louisiana. I don't live any of those places. So we can get them. (laughs) Oh, no. Isn't that awful?
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Are they donations? Where are they getting these bones?
1: So it says that they... Are either donated or bought, but it does seem like these aren't just bloody victims that they found. So it seems like all means that they acquire their bones are, I don't know if the word is ethical, but not
0: illegal. Yeah, because those things don't always like interact. They're not always the same.
1: And there are a bunch of rules, too. Like, there's a Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act. Like, so from certain sites, they cannot accept bones. So if you're just like grave digging, they probably won't take your bones.
0: You're like, not that girl in Louisiana that got caught like at the pauper's grave. She's like, I just find these bones in the river. And it's like, those are peep. those are, you're just taking those from graves. Like that's,
1: is that a river? Rivers are wet. (laughs) Exactly. So there are places to source bones that aren't the wild. You can also go to the
0: dark web. Oh, I'll just type it in. Dark web almost worked that's just a lot of jeffrey epstein content oh no oh well, that
1: makes a lot of sense though <laughs> so dark web if you know how to do that that's on you also maybe your community taxidermist has further ideas of where to go i also read your local butcher oh yeah you could buy bones from your butcher i don't know how that conversation goes I don't really want to know how that conversation goes. I think you got to be a real people's
0: person to do that kind of
1: transaction. Yeah. And I think you still have to clean
0: the bone if you buy it. Yeah, they're not soaking it in 50-50. They They don't care. No.
1: (laughs) And then the last place you can go is Etsy or eBay.
0: You can just get bones off the internet.
1: You can just get bones off the internet. I don't think Etsy and eBay do human bones, but they do do animal bones. Wow. They don't do petrified cat corpses.
0: No, we have already established this boundary. We know that. If it's got hair on it, no. It's out. Done so,
1: Not doing that. So, okay. We went to the woods. We went to the butcher. We went to the bone room, which is for anyone interested, just boneroom.com. I went to Etsy. I went to eBay. Did not get that cat I wanted, but here I am. I have all these bones now. I have all these bones. What do I do? My
0: husband has left me because I spent all our money on bones. I am rich in bones. What do I do now? What do I do with these? What do you do with these? Okay. Well, my first inclination... Get rid of them. Trash them. Fucking <laughs> flip, flip those motherfuckers. Flip them. Create flip a backstory. Them. Create a backstory for them. They're Queen Victoria's bones. Okay. And okay. you're selling... Oh my God. Or... I think that's illegal. That might be illegal. I think a Secondary that's illegal. Yeah. idea. Sell them to Catholic churches so they can make their altars work. You're right. So we could also just go to a Catholic church and steal bones. But that's theft and that's
1: also illegal. How? How illegal is it? Yeah.
0: Because I mean, I'm like, you definitely stole those bones from someone else, dude. Mm. Two wrongs don't make a right. But you know, two bones make magic. So here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rub them against each other. They make a fire.
0: Yeah. They, yeah. Mm. So an interesting thing that I found was basically like everybody's fucking horny for bones. No. Every grouping of people in history has had some kind of fetishization of bones and some of them are weirdly related and some of them are like exceptionally unique and precious and very interesting Hmm. the first one i thought that was very interesting you may have heard of this the furcula is that how you say it i don't know the furcula i've never heard of this yes you have it's called the wishbone oh i love that so not the dog how does it work have you ever done this wishbone activity as a u.s woman yes yes so
1: in a turkey, there's a wishbone, and if you get the longer side when you like crack it in half with someone, then your wish is gonna come true. But I always got the shorter end of oh the bone,
0: no. and those of my dreams have never come true. And we can't recreate this because Thanksgiving is difficult for us. It is. I'm a vegetarian. So I thought that this thing was just like a crazy. Probably came up in like the 1920s. You know, I
1: never thought
0: to have thoughts about it. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a Thanksgiving activity.
0: <laughs> it's like football or like... No. Easy. Done. My uncle getting drunk. Yeah. I mean, this is just life, right? <laughs> Someone yells. It's normal. It's normal. So it's actually not from the US. Shocker. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't come up with anything we don't on do our own. not things here, really. Yeah. Not really. We just invent the KKK. So Etruscans came up with this practice. So the Etruscans are like this Italian... Come from what is now Italy... They started around 900 BC and then were absorbed by the Romans around 27 AD. Okay. If you've ever seen like Etruscan pottery, it's like very much like that Roman like terracotta and black like side view stories of... Oh, like Hercules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Etruscans preserved the wishbone of chickens because it was understood that birds as a whole had divine powers. Oh, I wish we treated birds these days like they had divine powers. I would really love that. Me too. Their idea was that if you kept this particular bone, you would retain access to that divine power. There's no info on why this bone, but they'd pull this bone from like this poor chicken's little chest. And then they would dry it in the sun until it was like nice and sort of dense, not wet anymore. And then they would fucking stroke it and ask it for wishes. Oh, This was a reoccurring wish-producing bone. Hmm. Okay, So the Romans come in. They say, yum, 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 Etruscans, you are now us. The Etruscans are like, ooh, okay, bye. Um, And then they use their bones. Anyway, so they they adopt this custom. Mm -hmm. I read this thing that I don't entirely understand. I was hoping maybe you could unpack it. So on this website, kidsconnect.com, which is telling me the history of the wishbone. It says, it got to a point where the number of wishbones was not enough to meet the demand as so many Romans desired to make wishes. And so they began breaking chicken bones in two which i was like if there's a large demand so you're like creating even more demand because the supply is so low i was like are you making it like a scarce resource so they're not just gonna like want to buy a bunch of wishbones this is like a special one-time mm. thing i have no fucking resources to prove that
1: i don't understand how they're breaking the chicken into two just the wishbone itself just the wishbone into two?
0: into two. Oh, i guess and also that this practice would be, like, entirely attached to, like, a capitalist system of, like, supply and demand.
1: The Romans knew about capitalism, though. <laughs> Caesar, he was on it. Have he you seen those it. pillars? Oh, they're Corinthian they as fuck.
0: Oof. So then the English adopt this practice through the Romans. And then when those fucking pilgrims come over, they're like, where are our chickens? Oh, there aren't any, but there's a bunch of turkeys. Ah, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. And that's how we got to the point where we keep the wishbones Did your family dry them out for like a specific amount of time? I don't know. Some people are like, we dry them out from Thanksgiving to Christmas.
1: Oh, absolutely
0: not. We did it the day of. How did you, did you like in the oven dry it out? How'd you get it dry so fast? You know, it might
1: not have been dry. Really? I feel like it might have come out, it got washed, and then patted down with a paper towel. It was like, all right, who wants to do it? Oh, I'm like oh my god I would love a wish to come true one day I'm gonna be a princess and I'm gonna be powerful (laughs) and there's gonna be princes and I'll be the smartest cookie there (laughs) and then I got the short end and I'm like well here I am
0: and Kyle's over there like I wish for a croissant (laughs) (laughs) ten croissants come to him (laughs) I wish to never grow hungry of croissants so I read like I didn't put this in the document but I read like how do you get good at winning the wish (laughs) (laughs) and they were like okay it has to be really dry and they were like you have to hold it closer to the base you hold it with your thumb and your pointer finger Mm -hmm. you want to hold it closer to the base than the other person Mm. and then you don't want to tug that hard i let let them do the work yeah it's more likely that the person that's tugging harder is gonna break it and then of course there's always like a thicker side so you're like i want the thicker side but yeah it's like if the other person like is pulling harder than you
1: No, that's just the force of my wish pulling hard. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Okay. Guess you
0: didn't want it that bad. Guess I didn't. It wasn't meant for you. Uh, No. I also tried to do a little bit of research on shark tooth necklaces because those are really popular in like Florida. The Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore. Apparently they became really popular after the Jaws movie. Ah, that makes sense. And there's like kind of this... Capitalism once again. Oh, 100%. And then there's like this belief that if you wear a shark tooth necklace and you go into the water like you're gonna be safe from shark attacks. I think I've heard that before actually. And um, there's no scientific proof for that but it seems to me. But have anyone who's been attacked by a shark been wearing a shark tooth? You would never know because their bodies were dragged to the bottom of the ocean. And digested completely. Mm -hmm. With that necklace. Ah good point fair point. Continue. So it also seemed to me that Some of this is connected to Hawaiian traditional culture. Mm. So it may not be as not tacky as you think it is to be wearing this shark tooth necklace because sharks are very heavily regarded or very respected within Hawaiian culture. So maybe don't get your nephew this thing. Mm. But sharks make a lot of teeth. So you're not really hurting the shark if you take the tooth. You might just be hurting someone's feelings about their culture.
1: Which we found out is much worse.
0: Which is so much worse.
1: I would love to talk about Hawaiian mythology one day because it's so crazy. They have so many very unique stories. Yeah. That would be so much fun. Okay, another thing that you can do with these bones is... Witchcraft, guys, you can do witchcraft. Have you you guys known Have you heard of that? Yeah. So, animal bones are supposed to be a great way to connect that animal's energy. Some people believe that the bones of an animal are key to an animal's soul or spirit, as if it's a tether that still connects them to the physical world. Animal bones hold energy in a way that's long lasting and doesn't need to be recharged often, surprisingly.
0: They transmit a powerful yet subtle (laughs) energy. Not at all like crystals that are like, every time you look at me, you need to fucking put me in the moon. If you do not put me in the moon right now, I will explode. Exactly. So bones are supposed to have just being able to retain their power for longer.
1: Like you do need to cleanse and charge them, but not to the extent of these little rocks that we all have. They transmit a powerful yet subtle energy that you have to get your own body and mind attuned to, and it may not work on your first try. So if it doesn't work, try try again. And if it still doesn't work, are you a witch or are you just pretending? Oh, no! <laughs> oh, the nightmare her worst fear
0: nightmare scenario (laughs) revealed you're just cosplaying your whole identity
1: why are you trying this at comic-con right now (laughs) jk comic-con's dead it's a covid
0: (laughs) situation (laughs) whoops
1: once you've established a bond with the animal's energy you can use the bones to aid you in witchcraft and here are some examples rodent bones are used for having like a low profile deer bones can help aid in finding your way moving quietly and having acute awareness to your surroundings and antlers are used for strength standing your ground and becoming larger than life and even like intimidating like giving you that physical presence like obviously not metamorphosizing you into bigfoot but just like that like powerful
0: feeling of intimidation which is my other nightmare that i relive every night when the moon is full
1: of being too intimidating or not intimidating becoming
0: Bigfoot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> honey you're just a werewolf Maybe.
0: No. <laughs> I'm sorry
1: <laughs> antlers are great for protection spells to keep yourself and the ones you love safe instead of connecting to a certain animal through their bones you could also use bones to connect the land where that animal comes from so if you're a sea witch the shark teeth oh yes or the shells or the seashells
0: or those 1,500 bones. Yes. I'm a fish, Sorry. So all
1: of that can help you do whatever water-based witchcraft you want. Find bird bones. You can use that as an elemental witch to connect to the air. Mm. Oh, do you see where we're going with this? Deer bones and antlers can be used to connect to nature as a green witch or a hedge witch rat bones can be used to connect to the trash capital of the world new york city
0: finally finally
1: i'm gonna get discovered it's called the city witch sweaty palms bubbling anxiety (laughs) public transportation and saying forget about it
0: oh my gosh Ooh, perfect Did you ever do, in biology class, like in middle school, dissecting the owl pellet? Yes, I did. Did you ever find anything? There were, like, bones in
1: it. I'm assuming this is also where people source their bones. Yes. Just a bunch of owl pellets.
0: I remember I found a rat skull that I kept for years in a jewelry box. Disappeared. Probably because I didn't fucking clean it, and it turned to ash. (laughs) I fucking sniffed that thing in the fucking hell. Like, nobody told me any different.
1: Yeah, I had no intention of keeping anything that was like in some creature's poop. It like doesn't do it for me, really. Really does it for me. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? That's... Tell us more. <laughs> what else do you find?
0: So continue.
1: <laughs> okay, so you can hold the bone and you can talk to the bone. What else can I do with these bones? If you're not going to throw
0: them away after that. <laughs> I guess you could do other stuff. So there is this huge amount of resources for divination through bones. And this seems to be like the thing that across cultures, people are fucking interested in. That's so
1: psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) Across cultures, the one thing that unites us all is our obsession.
0: Not love. bones. Not family. Bones. Bones. And also, I think that the other thing that I found creepy is that a lot of civilizations or peoples have obsessions with blade bones so shoulder blade bones of both humans and animals oh that's a blade bone okay I don't know if that's because it has the largest surface area but then it's also like the pelvic bone has a lot of surface area so Hmm. these are the steps okay step one you take the bone and you're sad because it is a bone. Something has died. Do I actually have to be sad or is that not part of it? You know, I guess you can just do what you want. You're, just,
1: <laughs> but I'm you're saying, just saying from your perspective, that thing is dead and this
0: is kind of sad. This was my morning. This is how I lived it. Okay, okay. So then you're gonna, you could throw the bone into a fire until it cracks. <laughs> I spent
1: so much time making this bone perfect. I'm just gonna throw it in a fire. Six
0: months of metastasization. Ah. Anyway, you could throw it into a fire until Mm -hmm. it cracks. You're going to pull a bone out, hopefully with tongs and not your bare hand. Once it's cool... Mm -hmm. the splits and cracks are going to tell you what's up the splits that are sort of lengthwise or vertical like if you're if you're looking at this bone lengthwise those Mm -hmm. are going to be the cracks that signify one's way of life so this is like your path okay and then the horizontal cracks are supposed to foretell like good or bad situations okay that's kind of cool in scotland they'd strip these bones and then inspect them for semi-transparent parts of bone. so they'd be like holding them up to the fire and there's parts of your bone that are like less dense than others so you can like see light through mm. and then it'd be like dark spots or black spots would be like bad luck or death
1: ooh well <laughs> it's a little too late for that one
0: it'd be like this man <laughs> is gonna die from diabetes and you're like you have a bone and you're like this man is dead <laughs> and that's an episode of bones that's it thanks for coming she like tastes the bone yeah dead super yeah, dead, dead. <laughs> Oh, God. So in Japan, blade bone divination is prehistoric and seems heavily favoring of the stag. So they would, like, use stag blade bones to divine some kind of future or intention. Mm. Um, The next is what's called bone tarot or bone throwing. Ah, is creative director Mallory Porter listening right now? She's pissed. She's pissed. She's back there. (laughs) She's there. She looks cute. She got dressed up. She's got a Starby's in one hand. Thank you, husbands. Most articles that I read said people all over the world sort of have bone-throwing parts of their culture. So weird. It's just like, I don't know what it is about human species, like as a whole, that they were like, yeah, this is they totally... They just love throwing things. I think that's for onesies. <laughs> for twosies, they're like, this was inside of me. Ooh, death. So it's like, All over the world, there are all of these practices of bone throwing, but each sort of culture or people have their own unique way of doing it. So like, no matter who you are, you can do bone throwing and not be culturally appropriating, but there are certain kinds of bone throwing that Ah, are for you. I see. See, so it's like... If you are named Ashley from Minnesota should not be maybe taking part in Haitian bone throwing. You know, it's like, you have your own little thing over here that's just as good. She's like, damn it. Yeah, she's like, fucking fuck. I'm in (laughs) St. Cloud and I have nothing to do in quarantine. And all I did was buy all this stuff on Etsy. Okay, whoops. So they have these like different kinds of sets. Some bones have other stuff. So it's like coins or stones. Others are like just chicken bones, but they're painted. They have symbols or like really colorful. Some bones are like fucking huge. It's like a bunch of fucking bones you have to throw. And then some are like so small. You can fit everything in the palm of your hand. That's adorable, but I would lose that. Yeah, you'd have to be like very thoughtful. Maybe if it were expensive, you'd take better care of it. You're right. I probably would. So... You want to throw bones. All right. Here we are. Here we are. We're going to do it. So some practices say that there are spirits within each bone, which we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. Other practices view the set as a whole, as an entity. So it's like your set, your Ouija board, like that's like a complete being Mm -hmm. instead of like a collection of a bunch of different ones. Just like tarot, you got to ask those fuckers a question. Question. So many questions in witchcraft. Oh, yeah. I'm like. I really don't need this knowledge, right? I can't really deal with any more answers in my mm-hmm. life. You can throw them on a hard surface, on a cloth, on fur, on a marked cloth with like specific regions. Like we talked about some of those like star charts or like um, mm-hmm. rune charts or on top of like a design that you've fucking drawn to the dirt. Like there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. As you throw them, you've asked them your question. You should be inspecting these general areas. How did they fall? where are they located, are they touching each other, and which ones are really far apart. Okay. These are some items that you might have in your bone throwing kit. Feathers for flight, travel, communication, and messages from the dead. Coins or anything that's like two-sided. Yes or no answers. Easy. Easy. Thank goodness. So easy. Wishbones for not wishes, luck, prosperity, good fortune. Skeleton key. So there's like this thing that's like representing the key. So that's like Transitions, open doors, opportunities, decisions, courts mm-hmm. like the little pointed ones. So amplification, positivity, amethyst, which are for soul after like like psychic abilities. I imagine like if you're trying to do any kind of astral projection, like talking to spirits beyond fossils. So that's like past, ancestors, perseverance, claws, also for past. White shells, all those fucking shells you picked up at Coney Island. Those are gonna be for like purity and hope. River rock. So it's like a light color river rock, innocent food intentions i was like the fuck are food intentions and then we had to fucking record this episode so i didn't have time to look it up <laughs> black river rocks are like banishment, like pushing that stuff away kind of like white candle versus black candle one is uh, like manifesting bringing in one is like pushing away and releasing yes beans beans hopefully not baked those are for fertility and growth refried <laughs> no <laughs> it's like <laughs> ew gross <laughs> Buttons, those are like connections and bonds and then teeth, which is like communication, truth and lies. So that's like a big long list. And one of the things that I learned is like, you are going to gain your own understanding of these objects i feel like even though we're talking a lot about bones like in the last episode we talked about how the chalice is supposed to like represent something the altar is supposed to represent something the wand is supposed to represent something like these bones and all these fucking things that you're buying on etsy they represent something and like the intention that you put into them Mm -hmm. is what's important so i feel like you could just fucking throw anything honestly you could throw a bunch of shit thank god and be like yeah my boyfriend's super cheating on me The bones and the ceramic pots told me the fucking plates <laughs> and mugs I threw at you. Did you see the way they landed?
1: That's spooky. That's some spooky shit. All right, I'm done talking about bones today. I'm, I'm really it. ready to do do
0: do 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 do
1: Witches in the news.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Witches in the news. Oh, oh uh-oh she is here with some info for you it is topical nominal ready for the i'm done oh that was so good though i was like i'm always curious how long we can go and then someone gets self conscious and it ends. <laughs> aware <laughs> that my tongue rests on the top of my mouth <laughs> i'm
1: just thinking about my tongue right now <laughs> i don't want to be you gotta get out of here all right first up we've got to talk about mucho mucho amor ah see. Si. ah see. Si. From the 1970s up to 2010, Walter Mercado Salinas dominated the Latinx television market with his astrology shows. Many a little Latina and Latino grew up with Walter Mercado on their television, telling them what their future holds for their horoscope.
0: Yay. Tell me, Danny.
1: He was a cultural phenomenon for decades and spoke to over 120 million people a day on his broadcast. And now you, listener at home, can learn about This Puerto Rican's life and legacy in the new Netflix documentary, Mucho Mucho Amor, The Legend of Walter Mercado. Marcel and I actually met the producers of Mucho Mucho Amor while we were at Sundance and they, honest to God, overheard Marcel talking and were like, are you from Miami? And (laughs) like bombarded him. It was so cute. I was like, what the fuck? Marcel always thinks he has an accent and I don't hear his accent, but apparently other people hear it. He super does. I'm in love with him, so I'll, you know. He just sounds midwestern he to just. you. <laughs> he just sounds like Marcel. That's how Marcel sounds. The title of "Mucho Mucho Amor" comes from Walter's sign-off that he would do at the end of every episode. He would always end each episode by saying "Con mucho mucho amor" with lots and lots of love. Mm. I know. By watching this documentary, you are only supporting our witchy woo woo icons. But you are also supporting independent film. And with that signifying to Netflix and other distributors that we want to see more Latinx stories on their platforms. Yes. Mucho Mucho Amor is currently on Netflix on a TV, computer, or smartphone screen near you. So check it out. It's really good. I've already watched it. Really? Do it. Do it. Do it. it. It's easy. Next up, Randonauts, the new app for terrifying adventures. So a new app is blowing up on TikTok. Like everything blows up on TikTok. You know how it is now. God damn it. The the youths. Ugh. The youths.
0: Fine. They're just I'll so get in one. tune.
1: Yeah. The app called Randonautica randomly generates coordinates for you to go to a certain place and explore the area on a random journey. As you wait for the app to load the coordinates, you are supposed to think of an intention. Like it asks you to think of an intention, something you want to see or hear or allude to on this journey. When you arrive at the coordinates destination, in theory, something from your intention will be there for you to witness. Randonautica is leaving its users with quite a time. Earlier this summer, a group of teenagers were exploring Seattle when they randomly found a suitcase at their generated coordinates. Once they managed to open the suitcase, the kids discovered a foul-smelling trash bag prompting the teenagers to call the police. God, I remember this. The group's worst suspicions were later confirmed. Seattle police announced that they were launching an investigation after verifying the suitcase contained a dead body. And then
0: Randonautica fucking put it there. <laughs> no, take that out. We can't say that. Allegedly. We don't know that. Allegedly. It Allegedly. would be an interesting story if it was. Don't a sue me. wink.
1: Randonautica has become very popular during the coronavirus because it can generate coordinates that are within a 10-minute drive and sometimes even closer. So it's a great way to have a unique spin on exploring your neighborhood. And sometimes it leads to very creepy and fun discoveries. And I mean, we're living through a pandemic, so what do you have to lose? You might even end up being an unwilling participant in a murder case. And that's more exciting than what you're doing now.
0: Yeah. Don't you know? You're a junior. You are nothing. (laughs) You are nothing. You are remote learning. It's like go take a walk, you have know. You Let's get healthy. Downloaded this app yet? Yeah, I have. And have you generated a coordinate? I did. So
1: it took us to, like, a corner that wasn't too far. It was like a seven minute walk, and so I had the intention of like just like writing whatever that meant. And so we get there. Nothing too exciting happened, but. There were just like little things that seemed just like a little weird. We didn't really discover anything. And I don't know if I can quite be like, ah, yes, that matches with my intention. But when I become a Pulitzer Prize winning author and use something from that adventure, then yes. I can be like, ah, yes, it did.
0: Also, these fucking teens are like, my intention is death. <laughs> my, in- my intention is darkness, demons. And I'm like, why can't you just say puppies? Peace on Earth. Peace on Earth. (laughs) Friendship. No. Wholesome fun. No. Satan. Apparently. Aiden. Yo, it's hard to be a teenager, though. It's not that hard. They have to show (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Next. Next. Witch bottle found in New Orleans.
0: Yay, another.
1: Another. In early July, Shane Mears discovered a small witch bottle by the river on Brooklyn Avenue in New Orleans. Shane is quite a dude. He is known for his interest in digging around sites of old houses, new swimming pools, construction sites, etc., and just basically looking for hidden treasure. That's like his thing. It's his M.O. This is what he does in his free time.
0: Oh, that's what gets him off. I see. Yeah, he just
1: likes it. It's like an adventure. He goes with like a fucking shovel to this site when people aren't working at it and just starts digging. So he trespasses.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he steals. steals. I mean,
1: i there's illegal or ethical remember (laughs) we talked about this
0: okay okay okay
1: he's found some lace-up shoes similar to what ladies wore in the 1800s some animal bones and now this weird old-fashioned glass filled with murky liquid the bottle was a little bit bigger than an airline serving of vodka and inside Shane found a tooth which he thinks may be human some hair which he also thinks may be human. It sounds like he's hoping that they're human. Oh God, he really wants it to be human. He really wants it.
0: He can like rationalize why he drank it all. (laughs) (laughs) And he also found like a tiny bug inside. Tiny bug. That's kind of cute.
1: Shane, unlike all of the listeners at Witch Yes, didn't know what this little creepy bottle could be. So he Googled it and he was delighted. Oh yeah, he fucking was a weirdo. (laughs) Yep, to find out this bottle could have been a witch bottle. Shane immediately shared his find on social media, to which he found some intrigue and just some truly fucking cautious people. One Facebook commenter wrote, All sorts of shit will come your way if you intervene with its purpose. Best to leave it to continue to do its work and stay out of the way. While another person commented, This year has been bad enough, dude. Put it back. Put it back. Fucking put it back.
0: <laughs> back to the earth. Put that Jumanji fucking shit back in the ground. We
1: ain't playing anymore, you guys. We ain't playing. Shane is still unsure what to do with the little witch bottle at this point, but he said he's thinking about donating the bottle to a museum with the hopes that his grandchildren could one day visit the bottle and be proud of what their grandfather had found. On
0: someone else's property in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> you know, he had to pay like a lot of fines and like was arrested and shit, but you know, he had a good time. He had a Shane good time. Shane sounds fucking It's going to be fuck. in a museum, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a white dude. He also found like a white albino catfish. That was part of the story I read. But that was a few weeks before. So he just has like fun adventure time. He's definitely using
0: randonautica. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, actually, maybe. That makes (laughs) a lot of sense.
1: And thank you all. That has been this week's Witches in the News.
0: Yay.
1: All right. So now I have all this guilt about just hemorrhaging bones from my life. So please... Tara, tell me a spell on how to just forgive myself and move on and hopefully just forget that any bad thing ever happened. Mm. Like trespassing or, you know.
0: I don't know if I've had enough of this lime Marita, to get you to that point. Okay, well,
1: keep drinking. It's a big one. It's
0: really (laughs) tall. You know, (laughs) you
1: know when you're like at a bar and you're not talking to anyone and there's some stranger next to you and they put their drink down, they look at you and they go, You know? (laughs) That's what she just did to me. (laughs) Except we're sitting across from each other, making beautiful eye contact. You know, my wife's a real bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Slut. (laughs) No, I was going to say, I think the Limerita's got better. Okay, good. I think that I remember that they used to be fucking awful and I hated them. I
1: think I've only had a strawberry. I don't know if I've had a -a Limerita.
0: Strawberry was very bad. Maybe I've just had the strawberry. Done. Maybe
1: you're just thinking of Four loco. No, that was good. I no, remember I, that ooh, one.
0: I remember not liking it. That's why the government took it away. Yeah. So, I found this spell. Part of it is to help you forgive yourself, but another part of it is to help you get over yourself, because that's part of forgiving yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Ego death. <laughs> you're not special. You're really alone. We all (laughs) die alone. We all become bones. We all become bones. That's pretty good. Thank you. Okay, so I got this spell from Llewellyn.com, our friend. Mm -hmm. I've edited it a little bit because I thought a little bit was um, just like too needy. So first thing you're going to need, fresh piece of paper. Excellent. Easy enough. You can use a blue ink pen. Oof, do not have that. Right, so that's for peace, protection, and also clarity. But I think you can also use a pink pen for self-love and healing. Or a black pen, because it's what you fucking have at your house. No one has blue pens anymore. But also I feel like black is like for protection, uncrossing, and that's really what we need right now. Mm Because it's about forgiving ourselves. you are going to need some twigs. They have to be breakable and you have to be strong enough to break them or else this isn't going to (laughs) work. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so don't be getting some big boys or like those really thin guys that just bend. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to need mugwort or rosemary bundles, which, you know, are two favorite alternatives for white sage because Llewellyn called for white sage and I said it is 2020.
1: And we're not right. doing
0: it. No, we're not. No. You need some kind of fanning tool. So Llewellyn said use a feather. I just want you guys to make sure you stay away from eagle feathers because those... They're endangered. For onesies, they're endangered. For That's twosies, illegal. They're bald. So, we don't... They need them. (laughs) They need as
1: many feathers as they can get.
0: It's really a restoration situation. (laughs) And also, it's like, we know not to use eagle feathers because it is cultural appropriation of Native people's magical practices. And we are good little witches. Next, you're also going to need a tool that fulfills the use of the cauldron. So, some kind of heat-resistant bowl. So, the same thing I'm cooking my bones in. Yeah, maybe. Not the Tupperware. Not the Tupperware. We throw that out. We throw it away. We eat our... Teppanyaki, and we throw it away. And then also like a cup of water, and that's just for safety. It's not for anything else. If you want to be fucking cool with it, you can do some moon water, but it's not going to be part of the ritual. It's just going to be for keeping you safe. Yeah, this isn't about you. Ego death. Remember. Remember, please. (laughs) So you're going to cleanse and ground, and I would say at least... Three breaths, dude. It's so easy. I know that the first two sound fucking lame. They feel lame as fuck. The third one, it's going to hit different. Mm-hmm. I think this whole thing is pretty simple. Um, you're going to write down what you feel guilty about or mistakes that you feel like you've made. As always, you can be as thoughtful or stream of consciousness as you want because this is entirely your own practice. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to break the twigs, snap, and then place them into the cauldron and light them on fire. And so this dish has really got to be tall enough that you can put these twigs in there. Okay. Okay. So it's like twig size. Cauldron size. Be thoughtful. This little piece of paper that you've written, you're gonna crumple it up. You're gonna place it on top of the flame. This is called kindling. If you ever have to go camping, you need little twigs and pieces of paper to light your fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna sprinkle the mugwort and the rosemary on top of the flame. If you're into circling, you know, to the left for banishment, and then you're gonna fan the flame with your fan tool. So again, Llewellyn calls for a feather. I feel like. If there's another tool that you have that is important to you, a little fan, a little piece of paper, anything. So you're fanning this thing that you've set on fire and you're like, wow, I have a lot more I need to be forgiven for. (laughs) And you're fanning it and what I want you to do is I want you to imagine that your guilt and your shame and the thing that you've been fucking beating yourself up for like over and over again for the last 20 years is just being lifted away with the smoke. Okay, I need you to... Allow this to be the last time you punish yourself for this. This is the last time. That's a big step. Okay. Because you've already done it enough. You really have. And it's like anyone else that would still be punishing you for this in your own life, that's like an abusive person. Yeah. Get rid of them. Cut them out. And we can't cut yourself out because you're a part of yourself. Yeah. And you're important. So if you need to verbalize, I'd probably focus on mantras that involve the concept of release, of weight being lifted off, casting off, letting go. Also, I've been experimenting with just like invoking the goddess, just like asking the goddess for whatever it is that you need. Because coming from like a Christian background, like when I was little and I wanted a thing, I would say, dear God, please, blah, 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 blah. So just like asking. The OK, goddess. did that work, though? Like never, but mostly oh. I wanted wings to fly. So, <laughs> All right, Icarus. So just like. Invoking whatever goddess or god, like even if it's like an unnamed thing, the universe, mm-hmm. the spirit, anything, and just invoking the power that is larger than yourself, no matter whether or not it's like named Tammy. <laughs> hey Tammy, can you put twenty dollars in my account? So, um, once everything is like burned through and the ashes are cold, mm-hmm. you need to find a place that to either bury these. You can put them in a garden. You can put them in a compost bin if you're in a city. I'm sure there's a tree that would. Like fucking love your burnt plant material. I'm, I'm sure I would love it. So that's it. And I really think that a certain level of self-punishment, no matter how much this hurts, is related to a self-obsession. Mm. That you think that, that you are such a, such a center, such a catalyst for the bad in your life and the bad in other people's lives. That I say this with like a great amount of love, but you're just like not that important damn she said it nobody thinks about you as much as you think about you damn so okay but what about my mom no
1: there's no fucking way linda thinks about me as much as i think
0: about me she's got a fucking life she's got like three dogs she's a grandchild she's a grandchild i'm sure she thinks about you a lot yeah but not as much as you think about you so don't worry about it take yourself out of the center dude nobody remembers that time in eighth grade Except me i remember i wrote it in my diary it was so funny
1: (laughs) it was very mean
0: (laughs) and that's it dude that was a really long episode about bones i hope that it got cut down to being like a nice fun time i love it i feel like i learned a lot today and that's all i can
1: hope for honestly We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the intro and the outro each
0: week. Oh, so good. Such quality beats. It's so good. It's a jam. It is a jam. So I'd really like to thank Barstow75 and Annette BF for their wonderful reviews. I also want to rep one more time the Ashe shop and all of the wonderful work that she's doing over there. I got really nervous when I was reading... All of that information about her, but I hope she doesn't hate me forever because all the stuff that she does is wonderful and absolute gold. So we really need Apple podcast reviews, like a reoccurring amount of Apple podcast reviews. If we could have two a week. That'd be dope. That'd be fucking amazing. It would be fucking monumental for us. So we're not with the network. We don't advertise anywhere. It's like really hard for people to find us unless you tell them about us. Yeah. So... We don't show up unless people are looking for this very niche thing. Mm -hmm. And then they don't go to YesWitch before they go to us. No! Hopefully you'll give us five stars. You'll write a review. Writing the review is really important. So on Apple Podcasts, you could write something like um, the arm bone's connected to the shoulder bone and the shoulder bone's connected to the heart bone and the heart bone is where I keep all my guilt (laughs) that I'm trying to forgive myself for. That was beautiful. I love that. Thank you. You could also write... I found bones on the dark web,
1: and now I'm rich. Because it was Da Vinci's bones, Ooh. his lost bones.
0: Da Vinci, Medici, all of them. Oh my God, the Medici's. The Medici's. But really anything that you write. I, some people have been writing the adorable emoji spell. Yes, Even that's cute. that is good. And I really appreciate those. If you do this, we'll read your review on air, and we'll tell you how much we love you. I love you. Yay we're also on instagram you can find tara where at her lovely face that's my art instagram and then you can also find me on underscore little moss and that's for pictures of food and like my boyfriend and stuff love that shit the good (laughs) content you can find me on instagram
1: at alicia period herder you can find the podcast on instagram at which yes oh yeah easy easy thank goodness And if you want to write into us and Instagram's like not
0: your thing, you can always email us at witchespodcast at gmail.com. So right now, Patreon witches are receiving two extra episodes a month, which makes this most months a weekly podcast. That's pretty bananas. So last week they received a episode of Vault of the Obscure all about Artemis. Not my cat. The goddess. The goddess. You can receive those at the $5 level. $5 Five dollar level above, we're going to receive those episodes, and then at the ten dollar level, you're going to get our show notes, which are mostly pictures. All right, and I guess that's it. Which means that fucking all of this has been which yes. yes.